Coming up, Scott shares his suggestions for getting the most out of a trade show. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is an episode from one of our partner stations, A Scott in the Dark, hosted by Scott Swenson. By the way, today is the first day of Transworld's Halloween and Attractions show in St. Louis. If you're at the show, come visit us at booth 1903. Okay, here's Scott. everyone and welcome back to the dark scott swenson here with a scott in the dark and uh this is uh this is a unique show so this actually this show is being recorded um the week before the trans world halloween christmas and escape room show and for those of you who've been listening for a while know that i have been uh you know i will quite regularly do a show where i record segments um at the trade show and uh, I've done that for several trade shows in the past, but um, I always try to do it for Transworld because, let's face it, that's the that's the big boy right now, uh, or big girl, or big person. I don't want to be gender specific, uh, but uh, but I decided as I'm doing my final prep to get ready to go um, this year, it's been a little bit different because. I'm working like right before and right after. So I have to kind of plan a little bit more ahead. And I thought maybe I should do a show that would be about planning for trade shows, planning for shows like um, Transworld or any of the other ones that are out there. And um, so this show is all about um, the things that you need to know if you've you know never gone before, or even if you have gone before, you may sit there and go, uh-huh. Um, that's a good idea. Why didn't I think of that sooner? Um, but the idea here is just to kind of give sort of a, uh, a prep so that people can understand, you know, a little bit more about what to expect at the show if they've never been and maybe ways to get the more, to get more out of the show if they've been in the past. I think the first thing we have to address is, uh, you know, why are you going to the show? I mean, with me, I go because it is, it is uh, an important part of my business. Um, I do, you know, I, I have a, I do a lot of networking while I'm there. Um, I have done a booth there before, and of course, being part of the Haunted Attraction Network, um, I will be at a booth again this year. Um, so, you know, I've I've got the whole business side of it. Uh, I also want to see, you know, for my clients what is out there. I need to be aware of, of what's going on in the industry and, and what the new stuff is. And um, so I, I, I need to see the products. And then I won't, <laughs> I won't lie. Uh, there is a, a strong social component as well, because let's face it, trade shows are fun and especially haunt trade shows uh, and Christmas trade shows and escape room trade shows. And um, it's a, just a great opportunity to, to meet with people who have similar interests, who have, uh, who are in the industry and it gives you a chance to sort of get together and hang out with them. So I guess you have to kind of figure out what it is, what you want to accomplish. Um, So for example, if you are a vendor and you have a booth at the show, uh, make sure the first thing I will tell you what I forgot when I was a vendor, I was also a speaker that year. And what I forgot was, Hey, who's going to cover my booth when I'm not there? So if you are a small vendor, especially make sure that you have booth coverage scheduled for the entire run of the show. 
um, because it never fails. The moment you don't have somebody there is when the biggest, most important potential client comes by. Um, so please, you know, work that out. Um, usually people in the, in the industry will, are very willing to help out. I was lucky. I was able to just kind of find some friends who weren't doing anything and who weren't coming to my seminars. And I forgave them because they looked after my booth while I was gone. Um, but that's probably the first thing to remember. Another thing to remember is if you have never done a booth before, you will be talking more than you're used to. So make sure you stay hydrated um, and make sure you have have some sort of lozenges or something to keep keep your throat going. Um, and when we get into the when we get into the social side, um, you'll understand why I say stay hydrated because there is some partying. I, I I know it's hard to believe, but there is actually some partying that goes on at uh, at haunt trade shows. What a shocker! Who who would have known? Um, also, I think it's important to make certain <clears throat> if you are a vendor and you do have a booth. I think if you're going to get the most out of it, uh, make sure you have ways for people to contact you. Um, I'm kind of shifting away from business cards right now. Um, I'm moving more towards, I have a QR code that basically just puts me into people's um, people's contacts. So uh, I do have business cards for those people who still like to collect the paper stuff, but uh, I also have uh, a QR code on my phone that people can just scan and, and, hit two buttons and I'm in their contacts. Um, there's a couple of different companies out there that do that. There's also um, companies out there that have wristbands that you can just like, like Disney's smart bands that you can tap your phone to and, and uh, make connections or um, they're black cards. They're like credit cards that do the same thing. And then they have a QR code on the back just in case somebody doesn't have <clears throat> the high technology to be able to, to tap and take as I call it. Um, but however you're, however you're sharing your information, make sure that you have enough, um, enough ways to communicate. I mean, you know, for example, this is my business card. Now that's one side, which has the old fashioned stuff on it. And then the other side is this QR code. Um, so if you're watching the video, you can actually see what I'm talking about. And, um, if I hold it still enough, you might even be able to, to capture my information and put it in your phone. Um, but like I said, I have this in card form. I have it also uh, on my phone. And then I even had a little badge, a little pin made up that actually has uh, the same, the same information. Um, also, if you're a vendor, make sure that you have enough of your um, promotional material. And if you don't want to, you know, print it all up um, again, QR codes are a pretty decent idea. If you want somebody to go to your website or whatever. Um, and even though it's, you know, less than a week out, it's still something you can get done. In fact, it's easier to get a QR code made that leads to your website than it is to print up additional brochures. Uh, the nice thing is it also drives people to your website. And I will say as a buyer, uh, I have stopped picking up almost everything um, unless it's really, really cool because I don't want to take it all home. Um, and I fly, you know, I fly to and from um, most of these shows because there aren't many in Florida. The only one I drive to is actually IAPA, which is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions Expo, because it's in Orlando. But everything else I have to fly to. And for years, I was always trying to fly back and, and shove my suitcase full of pounds and pounds and pounds of paper and brochures and, and stuff like that. So um, 
you know, you might be able to, to even save some bucks if you, if you think about having offering, offering a QR code for those guests who don't want to take all the paper and all the printed stuff and all the price lists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but again, make sure you have enough of it and enough different varieties of it so that people can, can take your information home. Um, this is a weird little thing. And there are people who will disagree with me on this. Actually, there's people who disagree with me on everything I say on the show, which is completely fine. Um, you know, I'm just sharing my perspective. I've been at this for <laughs> years and um, it's, this is what, this is the way I look at it. It's not the way everybody looks at it. And I totally get that. Um, but this is, this is a suggestion that I make. If you are a vendor, find a way to always be branded. Uh, I know some vendors who will wear outlandish suits through the entire run of the trade show um, so that everybody notices them when they're at their booth, when they're walking the trade show floor, when they're at events and functions, they are constantly visible and recognizable. Um, If you're not that much of an extrovert, uh, make sure that you at least have your uh, some sort of, of logo or branded color scheme. I will tell you, you know, uh, those of you who've been to the events, been to this event before, for the haunt side, people are wearing black. So if you're wearing a black T-shirt or you have a black logo or you have a black jacket, you you will most likely blend in with everybody else. And if you're a vendor and you want to be recognized and remembered, you probably want to do the opposite. You probably want to stand out. Um, now, at this late date, I'm not saying change all of your wardrobe. What I am saying is I will share with you a trick that was used for years when I went to uh, these mass auditions for actors. The, the Southeastern Theater Conference, um, that is a, a huge mass audition for, for young performers where you will see, we used to, I used to go there with the theme parks and, and we'd see like 2,000 people over three days. It was overwhelming but what some of the smart kids did is they would pick a color that they would wear the entire weekend so that every time we saw them in their audition walking around at callbacks they would always be wearing the same color and we automatically said "Ooh, there's the kid in teal that we really liked i thought it was brilliant i thought it was really really smart so you can do the same thing as a vendor you can make sure that you always have something branded on you know my friends used to make fun of me uh when i was when I was still working for, for Bush gardens in Tampa is every single moment uh, of the day for the trade show. I had something that said either uh, Bush gardens or hollow scream or something like that. I had some piece of clothing that said that because again, I wanted to be identifiable as that buyer. Um, now that I have my own company, I am always wearing, you know, pins. And, and in fact, I just had new pins. Let me see if I have one here. I had new pins made up. Um, for the trade show with my logo. And uh, it's just to make sure that I always have one, but they're, they're simple little pins that look like that. And if you're watching the video, if, if not, it's just my logo, which you've seen pretty much everywhere. Um, Just to make sure that I can always have one uh, on my lanyard, my lapel, whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's a more subtle way of doing it, but then everybody can look at it and go, Oh, you're the guy with the light bulb logo. I remember you. I get that a lot. Actually. They don't remember who I am or what I do, but they remember the light bulb logo. So, you know, thanks to, thanks to my 
amazing designers who did that. Anyway, um, but that's uh, just just stay branded, stay branded so you can stay recognized. That's the that's the uh, piece of advice that I give to every vendor. And you know, if you have if you have some sort of giveaway, as so many vendors do, um, if you have some sort of giveaway, whether it's a pin or whether it's a uh, a bag or it's a pen, not a pin, but a pen that has your name on it or uh, a squishy or something, I don't know, something, whatever. Um, I strongly recommend that you, you think about the purpose of those giveaways. Um, you know, the lanyards are pretty much provided. Those are usually locked up by a, a, a sponsor, a sponsor vendor, which I totally get. Um, so unless your lanyard, unless you're giving away lanyards that are cooler than what the sponsor, lo- sponsor lanyard looks like, don't expect anybody to see them because let's face it. Giveaways are not just about um, letting the person who is, who picks them up, remember who you are. It's also a way of every time they use that, it represents you to other people. I have an example here of what I thought was a really cool Bush gardens giveaway um, because so it's, it's a pen, it's a pen, but it's an orange pen that says Bush gardens on it. And if you just look at this part of the pen, and I'm covering up the top here for those of you who aren't able to watch, the pen itself looks pretty normal, and the Bush Gardens is very, very small. However, what they did was they made the top of the pen a tiger shape, and this was uh, a promotion for the Tigris roller coaster. And uh, the the top of the pen is a is a is bent to look like a tiger, and it's black and orange striped. So you have a black and orange pen with a uh, black Bush Gardens logo on it, and then the top of it is a very obnoxious um, tiger shape that is tiger striped. So while you're writing with it, it actually draws attention to the pen, and people go, "Where did you get that pen?" And you go, "Oh, it's Bush Gardens." Well, you've automatically then doubled the impact of your giveaway because now the person who picked it up understands what it is, and the person that saw them writing with it knows what it is. So, um, like, I mean, I, another example that I saw that I think worked really, really well. A lot of places give out bags to hold the various paperwork that I'm trying desperately to get people to get rid of, but, um, but they have those bags and there are sponsor bags and there are, you know, multiple different vendors that have bags and have created bags over the years. One of the cleverest ones I saw was actually at IAPA Expo last year. And one company, and if you were at IAPA, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about did an oversized orange bag. It was gigantic. It was like walking with a billboard. And the people who had them, everybody was like, that is so cool. It holds everything. It really didn't. They just got too heavy. But, but people who were carrying them around were just advertising for that, for that vendor everywhere they went. So keep that in mind if you're doing a giveaway. What does it do for the person who picks it up? And will it be commented on by people who, who see it? Um, it's uh, it's kind of a, a double duty thing. When he said duty. I'm so tired. Sorry. Um, but anyway, it's it's a double duty thing and uh, and and will help help you out a bit more. Again, probably too late to change them now, but just think about it for upcoming shows and especially Trans World because everybody likes big pickup cool stuff. Um, something you may be able to do at this late date if you haven't done it already is find some way to make your booth interactive. Find some way to make it so that guests do things at your booth. Um, whether that is a photo op 
that has your logo in it or whether that is um, a a QR code, something as basic as a QR code that they come up and scan and it takes them somewhere to, to get more information or because it's way too easy at any trade show to walk up and down the aisles and become numb to it. Just kind of, you know, blur out those, uh, those booths and keep in mind, you are competing with other vendors and not competing with them for money, but competing with them for attention. You've got to get the attention of the people walking through. And in many cases, you know, like say, for example, um, say, for example, mask manufacturers, there are, there are going to be plenty of mask manufacturer vendors, I'm sure, at Transworld. And so what can you do as mask manufacturer A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, or L? What can you do to make your booth seem so much different than the other mask booths? Um, couple of a couple of of things I like to think I like to suggest is again do a photo op secondly think vertically think going up because keep in mind that okay I'm six four um, if I'm standing in front of your booth there's a whole section that people can't see because I'm tall so if you have a way of making your your logo or your product visible above where people are standing, you know, assume people will be standing in front of your booth. Make sure that there are things to be seen above their heads. Um, one thing I do not recommend, uh, just because it becomes very distracting, is making things that are consistently too noisy. If you have something that goes off every now and then, fine, gets the attention, great. There's always somebody who has, there's always a vendor who has that at every single, every single uh uh, certainly haunt trade show I've ever been to. Um, but I will say the, one of the years that I had a booth um, that vendor or one of those vendors was immediately behind me. And instead of it just going off randomly every now and then it went on quite regularly. And uh, I had to spend a lot of time kind of yelling over it. And, you know, I didn't, it didn't bother me that much because I'm used to, to talking a lot. Um, what it did though, is it made my, the people who are trying to talk to me a little bit miffed about the vendor behind me. So just keep that in mind, be courteous. Um, And I think the most important rule to follow as a vendor is to follow the rules, make sure that, you know, you are following the rules that uh, are, are laid out by the, by the trade show. And they're very clear. They're in your contract. They're all the things that you signed um, and they're basic common sense, you know, um, just just read through the rules and make sure you follow them. So that's my that's my my vendor suggestions. Um, if you are a participant and you're going there as a buyer or um, just for the social purposes, well, we'll get to social in just a minute. Um, if you're going there as a buyer, uh, so that you own a haunt or uh, and when I say buyer, that's not necessarily just a buyer of of hard goods. That's also um, the consumers who are taking part in the seminars, which to me, um, at my point in my career, that's probably the most important reason to go. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a speaker this year, um, but I think it's the most important reason to go is to share new information uh, and to learn new information and learn from people who have different perspectives from you in the industry. Um, see what you can see what you can discover from them. So if you're going as a as a consumer or as a uh, as a buyer 
I think the most important thing you can do is set your goals. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? You know, I always like to have my designs done for multiple clients before I go, because then even though I'm not necessarily the one who is going to sign the the purchase order, I can go back to, what do I have? Four, five, I have five Halloween, six Halloween clients this year. And I can go back to them and say, okay, I know what your theme is. It's this. And I saw this product from this vendor uh, at the show. I got to pick it up. I got to hold it. It was really cool. I strongly recommend that you purchase it. If you've got your concepts that are ready to go, um, you know, set out your goals and say, I'm going to purchase a, I'm going to make this up. I'm going to purchase a giant bat mask and I need um, an animation that can be used in a circus room. And I need, um, I need three new lighting fixtures that are RGB changeable and, uh, and they're going to go here. So set your goal. So you just don't end up wandering the trade show floor aimlessly. The other thing I'm going to suggest is look at, um, don't just stick to one section of the show floor because the show is, because the three shows are co-located. If you are a haunter, take some time to go and walk through the escape room stuff. If, uh, and also the Christmas stuff, because, you know, the only with a lighting fixture, the only people who know it's a Christmas light are the people who install it. Um, the light itself does not identify as Christmas. It can be utilized quite often. You can you can find things in the Christmas side that can be utilized in the haunt side and vice versa. Um, obviously, that's less true with props, but uh, certainly with lighting and audio. So take a take a wander through. Be open minded. Um, and again, I'm not just saying that because I'm teaching seminars on both sides. What I'm saying is it it really does benefit you. It opens your mind and it also is kind of a palate cleanser. So all of a sudden, all of the the masks don't look alike or all the costumes don't look alike um, because they're not. Uh, But you just kind of become overwhelmed. Uh, The other thing that I think is important is to plan, but don't over plan. I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but understand what your goals are make a plan to accomplish them, but then also leave some time to just go with the flow, to just follow the crowd. Um, Cause you will meet people there. Uh, you will see people that you haven't seen in a while. Something will pop up and you'll be like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Let me go do that. And if you're too locked into your schedule, then you run the risk of missing out on some great spontaneous stuff that always happens. So just, just, you know, you may pick a night or an afternoon or a morning, because let's face it, it is a 24 hour experience, especially on the social side that you don't have anything planned that you just decide, well, I'm going to see where that takes me. And uh, that's quite often what I've discovered. That's when the the most memorable things happen. Um, You know, those of you who, who have known me, um, know that one of my my dearest friends from Bush Gardens, um, Robbie Laprie, who unfortunately has passed, but Robbie knew everybody and everybody knew Robbie in the haunt industry. And I used to just say, okay, I'm going to pencil in this time where I'm going to do whatever Robbie wants to do, because she would always find the coolest parties, the coolest people to have dinner with. Um, the, and we all have friends like this, right? They just kind of know everybody and they know the cool people to hang out with. Um, so allow allow for some spontaneity that's that's the point 
Allow for some spontaneity in your schedule. Uh, book the book the specific seminars you want to see. Book the specific parties you want to go to. But keep some flexibility and some open space in there so that you can decide. Let's go follow our new friends that we just met and and see what they're up to. Um, I think that uh, I think that. Well, let's move on to social. Let's move on to the social side. I know I mentioned it earlier. There is occasionally some partying that goes on at these conventions. Occasionally. Who knows? It may not happen this year. (laughs) Right. But uh, I'm going to sound like your your parents. I'm going to say, just be careful. um, Because I have talked to people after trade shows who are like, I wanted to, I so badly wanted to do this, but I was so hungover. I just couldn't do it. So know your limits, um, stay hydrated, be healthy. All right. Enough of being the old guy, enough of being everybody's mom. Um, have a good time. Have a really good time. Uh, plan time for <clears throat> transportation. Um, I will say that, you know, quite often there is a, a specific hotel that always has a big party going on in the lobby and it goes on into the wee hours of the morning. So whenever you're just looking for someone to talk to who wants to talk about um, zombies, dead things and fake blood, you have a place to go. Uh, but also make sure that you have the ability to get back to your hotel room, whether that is Uber, which is our friend, or you are, you have the appropriate clothing. Um, in this particular show, St. Louis, the weather is very unpredictable and it looks like it's going to be pretty mild uh, this year, uh, 2022. But, it, you know, if you're from Florida, when it gets down into the 40s at night, it's still going to be cold. So I have to make sure I bring the appropriate clothing pack in layers. Um, I also think the most important thing to remember, and I have very rarely seen a problem with this, but it does rear its ugly head occasionally. And that is be nice. The haunt industry is filled with people who are really cool, people who are really fun. And when people get tired or people get stressed or people get overwhelmed, they forget that we're all in this together. Um, I realize that there are competing haunts. I realize that there are some organizations that feel other organizations, quote unquote, steal ideas from them. Um, One of the things I've learned in working with multiple organizations at multiple times is there are no original ideas. There's just great execution. Um, there's just trying to find different ways to put these ideas together. I'm always fascinated by, by people who will come up to me and say, Scott, I've got the best new idea. No one's ever done this before. And they'll explain something that I did you know, 10 years ago. Uh, and it's not that I did it. That's not the point. Is that was done 10 years ago. And um, you know, these ideas keep coming back. So put competition on the sidelines during the the trade show and find those people that are fun to be with and tell stories and tell war stories and show your new tattoos and show your new battle scars that happened in the last season. Cause everybody has them and everybody has those stories. Every hot actor I know will go, yeah. And then this happened to me right here on my elbow when X, Y, and Z happened last season. I got stuck in a drop door. You know, we all have those and, and they're fine. They're great stories to tell, uh, but make friends, make friends, because I will tell you in networking situations or in any business situation, 
it is far more impactful in the long run to make friends than to make connections. So instead of thinking about just passing out your business card, like you're dealing a hand of poker, uh, take some time to get to know people. Take some time to get to know people and make new connections that are friends first and potential business associates later. So that's kind of the whole, um, the whole shebang. I realized I was kind of rambling, but like I said, I've, I'm, so I'm working on projects right up until the day before. And then I immediately go back into another project uh, the day after the show, but I will be in St. Louis. The I'm checking my calendar one more time. I will be in St. Louis from the 16th, the 16th through the, I leave on the morning of the 20th. And uh, I will, there are some very specific places you can see me at very specific times. If you're there on Thursday, the 17th, uh, I am teaching two different seminars. Um, At uh, 1130, I am teaching Capturing Christmas Spirit, uh, which is all, uh, which is a workshop slash presentation slash seminar that's all about trying to find the right Christmas event um, for organizations or companies that want to start doing a Christmas event who have never done anything like it. Um, and it's, it will be in room 121. So please make sure you register for that. Then immediately following that at 1245, um, I'll be doing sort of a, sort of a unique class. It's called turning the page from Halloween to Christmas. And this is designed specifically for companies that are doing Halloween events and want to branch out. They want to expand into the Christmas market. And, uh, we will talk, especially in that class, um, we'll ask a lot of questions to help you find the right way to do that for you, um, which include, you know, who is your target market? It includes uh, what are your assets? It includes, do you want to be, do you want to extend the Halloween season or do you want to reach out to a completely different demographic, a completely different audience for the Christmas season? Um, and we'll talk through some, some really good, some really good uh, um, case studies, some of them that I was involved with and some that I wasn't. And that will be in room 132. So, so if that sounds of interest to you, please make sure you register for that. Um, and then because, like I said, Haunted Attraction Network does have a, uh, has a booth on the show floor. It's booth 1903. So 1903. It was a very good year. No, I was not alive then. So stop, stop making the age jokes. That's leave that to me. I admit it. I'm old. But uh, but I will be at that booth um, on as on Thursday as well, right after my second seminar. So basically, from two o'clock to three o'clock, I'll be there. So if you are in the in the, if you're at the show, please stop by and say hi uh, at the Haunted Attraction Network. And you know, if you have any of my books or you you know want to, if you have any of my books, um, please bring them. I'll be happy to sign them for you. And if you don't and would like to order them, um, I will have uh, stickers that I can sign as well, so you can order them online. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're looking for how to order them and you're listening, just go to scottswenson.com, click on books and the links are there for everything that I've ever, ever written. Um, but the, the ones that I'll be specifically focusing on are the ones that, uh, I did through Haunted Attraction Network and, um, and Philip Hernandez, which is follow the story and the 13, 13 commandments of haunting. So, um, so that's Thursday, uh, from, from two to three, I'll be there and I'll be there. I'll be at the booth other times as well, but that's when I, I know I'll be there. Um, and then I am also, I am also hosting the, um, 
the Oscars for the Haunted Attraction Association. And uh, so I'll, I'll be at that event. And then, like I said, I've, I've left, there's a couple parties that I'm going to, and I have a couple of, of meetings that I have lined up. But other than that, I will be wandering the trade show floor. If you see me, uh, if you know, you know, what I look like or recognize me, please, please, please come up and say hi. Um, don't feel bad about interrupting a discussion. I, uh, anybody who listens or watches, um, this show, I, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hear more about what you do. Um, in fact, I've got one friend of mine who I only really see at these trade shows and said, I've got a, I need your help, Scott. Can I, can I buy you lunch? So I'm going to, you know, grab a, grab a nosh with people. Um, I don't, I want, I just want people to come up and say hi. So if you see me, come up and say hi. And if I see you and I recognize you, I will come over and say hi as well. All right. Um, I guess that's all. I guess that's all I want to say about the show. I will, like I said, I will record things at the show itself. And uh, that will be coming up in a future episode. But this has been all about preparing for a trade show and specifically the trans world shows. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, this is Scott Swenson saying, rest in peace. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.